All right, welcome everyone to the Wadi College Midweek Podcast, Come and See. I'm Carly Malkowitz, one of Joel's communication interns. Caroline Head is not here right now, unfortunately, but I'm joined here with Vic Doss, our college pastor, Harrison Brown, our intern coordinator, and Joel Shimpo, our communications pastor. So today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about a pretty relevant question. How can we find the balance between radical, costly, sacrificial love and self-care? Is self-care even a biblical concept? Great question that I think we have to start initially with the definition of self-care. What do we mean when we think of self-care? There's probably a lot of images that pop in your your mind, most of them uh, related to pop culture images about self-care, you know, either petting puppies or or cute kittens or walking through a labyrinth, some things like that. Stereotypes exist for a reason, you know, so that that probably pops into a lot of people's mind when they think of self-care. I certainly think the Bible talks a lot about soul care and kind of keeping your soul. And one of the best things you can give the people around you is a well-kept soul, which isn't the exact same thing as self-care, right? What What is, is self-care biblical? Is it a biblical concept? Okay, so let's ask Paul that question. This is in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews, 40 lashes, less one. Three times I was beat with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers. Sleepless nights, hunger and thirst, often without food and cold and exposure. And apart from other things, there's the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. So, yeah. Sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to be like Paul? I mean, that doesn't sound like a lot of self-care taking place in his life. But there's a reason Paul can endure that. I think that's what you have to go back to. And that's what you got to get. You have to go back to this idea that there is a point in which, like, if you define self-care as a point in which you connect with your creator who made you, to turn you into the person you were created to be, and that is to be in relationship with the God who made you, then yes, you, you have to, to care for yourself. You have to be able to be in a good place, spiritually speaking, to endure what Paul endured. Right. You, you have to be able to be healthy mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and all those, those ways to endure. So there is a level of self-care you do have to undergo, but but the way that a lot of people are talking about it, the way like, hey, today I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to go binge watch this show on Netflix. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is not biblical at all, I'd say, in, in the sense of like, you're, you're escaping. You're not yes. You're not trying to really engage in life at that moment. Right. And so, Harrison, your, your degree's in counseling, and I know this kind of resonates with where you are and kind of the calling on your life, this whole idea of counseling and care and, and being emotionally and spiritually healthy. So what? How would you respond to this question? Yeah, I mean, as Joel is kind of mentioning, there's kind of a couple of ways our culture defines self-help or self-care. One of the ways is just to kind of numb yourself. And so Joel talked about binge-watching Netflix. Whenever you have free time, just getting on your phone, just distracting yourself from all of your issues. A lot of people just go downtown and drink to try to forget about the tests they had, the relationship problems they have. It's kind of this idea of catharsis, like just let it all out. And then there's the idea that, and this is kind of what I've been exposed to more in psychology, studying psychology, it's this idea of self-help, meaning that the answer to any of your problems is within yourself. Hmm. So you need to self-actualize, you need to self-realize. 
um, and look inward to find the answer to your problems. You need to accept yourself. You need to accept who you are. And I think it's really problematic. I think that it's just a direct result of our culture and our individualistic way of thinking where everything's centered on the individual. But the Bible says what about self? Die to yourself. Yeah, die to yourself. It's the complete right. opposite. Right. And so like Vic mentioned I want to do counseling. The reason I want to do counseling isn't because I think that there's some um, psychological healing when you look into yourself. In my experience, it's literally been the opposite. And my struggles with anxiety, and I don't at all think that anxiety, depression, those are false things. I believe that what we know about psychology and mental illness is a common grace to all of us. But the cure to it isn't just looking within yourself and accepting yourself because God wants to show us that a lot of times this unrest and these illnesses are a result of sin in our life, unaddressed sin, or just some deeper conflict. So it's it's about examining those emotions and looking at them as signs and not just numbing them, but also not just thinking, um, I have the answer within me. I'm just going to accept everything I'm doing. So the gospel calls us to die to ourselves, And I think the reason why the gospel is real self-care um, is because it frees us from ourself. We don't think in terms of ourself. Like Paul, Paul was okay with all that he went through because he was so confident in the I- identity that he already had. And it was complete. Like he had nothing to add to that identity. He didn't need to look within himself and get himself to a newer, higher level like our culture tells us to do, to go be yourself or go do all that you can do, um, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. That's not what Paul thought. Paul was completely free from himself and his identity in Christ as the Son of God. So what happens when you are totally exhausted and it really you're, you're thinking, I need some self-care right now? What, what do you do when you're at that point where you're, you're like, yeah, Paul endured shipwrecks and beatings and things like that, but right now I don't even know how I'm going to make it through the next week and these tests and all the stuff that's in front of me. What What's the answer? I think a great place to look is Matthew 11. Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And right after that, Jesus goes to talk about how he is Lord of the Sabbath. And I think this is really important to see that rest is not time. Rest is not a day. Rest is a person and it's Jesus. And that's the only place we can find it. So unless we're going to Jesus, then we're not going to truly find that rest. So yes, go on a walk, but make sure you're reflecting on who Jesus is in your life. That's absolutely true. And yet like, when you're thinking about how to replace those times when you're tempted to numb yourself and get on Netflix, physical rest is still also important. And it's it's really related to how well you're you're able to rest in Christ, right? Like if you're well-rested physically and you've been eating well, like that's that really does play into it. And those are important things. And so not to just completely throw those out the window. Paul still ate and slept. But yeah, it's what are you eating and sleeping for? Yeah, so this question came out of the text where Joel and Chip were dealing with this radical, sacrificial self-love and Jesus saying, this new command, I give you love as I have loved. The prime example of that is Jesus enduring death and suffering on the cross. And he's saying to the disciples, this is the kind of love. Lay yourself down, sacrifice for one another. And that's really, really in some ways, that's how you find your real true identity is in being in a, in a community with people that love you enough and that you trust enough that are willing to lay down their life for you. You lay down your life for them. That you really discover who you really are and you're meant to be. You're meant to be part of a community and a family that's connected to Jesus and not this individual. If it's all about you and how you can get yourself out of a situation, you're tempted to just kind of withdraw. Yeah. And that's not good for believers. Like the way we experience the rest that is in Christ and the love that is from Christ is being 
and a part of Christ's body. And so don't forget that like a really good way for self-care is just be in the relationships God's called you to be, whether it's a romantic relationship or people you're discipled by, people you're discipling, mentors. That's another really good way to just let someone care for your soul. And, and really, you can't one another yourself. There are a lot of commands in the Bible about love one another, bear one another's burdens, be patient with it. These, these one another commands are Jesus calling us into who we are as humans, who we were created to be as humans, and you, you can't do that alone. And so, just I'll say it again, you cannot one another yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. See you next Sunday, Wadi College. Woo.